Hi, I'm Christy. And I'm Will. And welcome to Red Hat Chat Podcast. I really can't but stay. But baby, it's cold outside. I've got to go away. But baby, it's cold outside. Hello, everyone. We're back again from the murky swamps of D.C. to give you our thoughts on democratic nonsense. And before we get to all the democratic nonsense that happened on the Hill today, mm-hmm. I have to tell you a quick little story. So I was walking through D.C. and they have... As like any big city, they have all these posters plastered everywhere. And there was one that had a, it was a picture of President Trump, and it had him dressed as a clown. And if any of y'all have seen the DC wanderings or different periscopes, I like to take pictures just to say, "Hey, look at look at how brainwashed the left is." And so I was minding my own business, taking a picture, and this guy says, "I know, isn't that funny?" And I turned around and I said, "Well." No, I don't, and I don't agree with them at all. And he's like, "What? You don't agree with them?" And I said, "No. Why? Why would you? I? I know, agree. right?" And we were at a crosswalk, so he was going one way, and I was going the other at this point. And he's like, "Well, way to ruin America." And I was like, "I know the Democrats do." <laughs> and then he went ahead and uttered some other profanity or, or something or another. And so then I yelled across the street and. I said, look how mad you're getting just because I have a different opinion, sir. Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> of course, at that point, people are looking at us. And this one guy looked like he was going to say something else about me supporting Trump. And I just looked at him and smiled and said, Merry Christmas, sir. <laughs> they hate that, apparently. <laughs> they, they do. They, they really, that really gets their goats. So. Yeah, my work, they don't ever say any mention of Christmas. It's all, we're coming up on the holidays. Your work won't even decorate for Christmas. Won't decorate at all. They put snowflakes in the break room, though. That's good, that's because the they're most, all snowflakes, except yes. for you. <laughs> it's the most diverse and inclusive, I guess, is snowflakes. That's offensive from people to Florida. Yeah. We don't get snow in Florida. It doesn't include us. Yeah, You should write them a letter. A very strongly worded letter. A very strongly worded letter <laughs> about how uninclusive they're being. <laughs> All right, well, let's get to the news. So as I'm sure you all are aware, the IG report has finally come out. Uh, the Inspector General Horowitz basically stated in a nutshell that he was limited uh, as to who he could interview. He could only interview Department of Justice employees or officials from other agencies. They could be asked to cooperate. Uh, the report concluded that investigators found no intentional misconduct or political bias surrounding the probe's launch efforts to seek a highly controversial Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act, or better known as FISA, FISA. Uh, to warrant former Trump campaign advisor Carter Page in the early months of the Russia investigation. All right, but it also faulted the FBI over numerous errors in the application process and how certain aspects of its investigation were conducted and supervised. Like back in August of 2016, FBI attorneys thought it was a close call as to whether they had sufficient cause to actually move forward with the Steele information. Uh, and they had concerns expressed by the department attorney that Steele may have been hired by, oh, who was that? Maybe mm. Hillary Clinton and the DNC? Yeah, or someone associated with a rival candidate or campaign. Right, I wonder, yeah, yeah Hillary Clinton. I wonder who that is. <laughs> and the ID report also faulted the FBI for not sharing within the department information that could have contradictorial allegations in the FISA applications. And Horowitz's team also questioned why the FBI considered Steele a credible source 
uh, when the Bureau seemed to be using new reports, news mm-hmm. reports, to bolster Steele's credibility. Mm-hmm. Uh, the report made clear that FBI policy requires that agents must ensure that all factual statements in FISA applications are scrupulously accurate. Yet in the application process for the page warrant, members of the investigative team failed to meet that standard and committed significant inaccuracies and omissions in every application. Now that is a lot of words. A lot of words. <laughs> so, what are your thoughts on it? I think that, how can you say that there's no misconduct when they did the exact opposite of what they're supposed to do and use news reports as their source instead of credible facts? Right. I think that's ridiculous. Why? So, no misconduct. But it's just like when Comey said... Well, Hillary Clinton did commit crimes, but she didn't mean to, so we're not going to charge her with anything. She she didn't mean to. She, it was all in good faith. Yeah, it seems to me like the report kind of contradicts itself a little bit. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's a lot of disinformation out there, and you really kind of have to dig. Because you can see how uh, people have spun this depending on who they follow. But I think if you go and you read the report and you read the sections of it that you'll see that it does contradict itself mm-hmm. and i think it definitely has something to do with the fact that he was limited into who he he could uh interview and mm-hmm. you know uh bar doesn't agree with him nope. and i think you know we already kind of knew this wasn't going to be an explosive report like we right. they've been telling us that for what, weeks now yeah i i just think it's it's nothing surprising we knew that they weren't going to say, oh, yeah, they totally had misconduct. I totally agree. And now let's move on to the main topic. So once again, tonight's topic is impeachment. Of course. Our favorite thing. <laughs> this drags on. It seems like it's been dragging on for like the last, what, three years or something like that? Yeah. Like right after Trump got elected? Yeah. Uh, Pretty much two minutes after he got inaugurated, they were already ready to start impeachment. Right, that's and, what I thought I heard. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, as you all heard a couple of days ago, Nancy Pelosi made her press announcement that they're moving forward with impeachment. They have no, no choice but to do so, despite her saying that she would only move forward with impeachment if it were, uh, what was the word? Uh, partisan. Partisan. If it was a partisan agreement. Um, because she didn't want to divide. She wanted to divide the country further. Yeah. Uh, re- despite Republican side being 0% in favor Zero. of impeachment, Zero. it was only the Democrats right. that wanted that. Uh, so no partisan there. Uh, or bipartisan. Yep. So no bipartisan there. Then she goes on to quote uh, about how in 1776 we... We drafted a constitution just for events like this because we were trying to get out of a dictatorship and we didn't want a monarchy. And it was designed explicitly for this and how if they didn't go forward with impeachment, they would not be protecting the country's values and protecting the country and its citizens. They're doing it for us. Yeah. (laughs) They're only doing it because they're mad that they lost. This has been just a crybaby fest since the beginning. It's not protecting the country. 
I love now that they care about protecting the country, even though they could care less about it. Their actions show with like immigration, mm-hmm. with their push for socialism. Now and, they suddenly want to follow the constitution. Yeah, now they, suddenly we're protectors of the constitution. Even though they hate the Second Amendment, and guns, right, and yeah. free speech. Free speech. They're yeah. not a big fan of that. No. Yeah. They're not a big fan of privacy no. either, but suddenly they care about the Constitution when it comes to impeachment. Yeah, it's ridiculous, and I love how she likes to try to use her Catholic faith to be like, no, this has been a very prayerful thing, and it's ridiculous, and her whole, don't mess with me on that. When they asked if she hated Trump, uh, don't mess with me, and then now they're making, don't mess with Nancy t-shirts. Like I think I've called her three times since she said that. I know she wasn't saying, you know, don't mess with me. She was referring to her Catholic faith, but just that, that whole phrase just sort of made me be like, okay, well, I'm going to call you and tell you as to why you should not impeach our president, your president, mm-hmm. Nancy. Getting a little too big for your britches there because she thinks she's going to be the president. Mm-hmm. She's not. No. No. That would be... <laughs> I would hope... If she treats this country like she treats her own district, then it's just going to be a bunch of... Everyone's going to be homeless and destroying the streets and everyone will be in poverty. So, anyways, back to impeachment. As uh, Republican Doug Collins said, where's the impeachable offense? There is none. They still have no facts. You can just look at Nadler. He looks so freaking smug up there. Just like Schiff, who didn't bother to show up, by the way. Um... I just don't understand it. I mean, they know what they're doing is so wrong. They think that we're that stupid, and they they literally think they have all the power. Right. That's what they think. And what's up with Lindsey Graham saying that he's not going to subpoena Adam Schiff? Yeah. Why is he not? This is why we need to stand up and fight these battles, not just say, well, the Democrats are right. We better not. We don't want to make the Senate a circus. That's, that's his reason. It's already a circus. <laughs> this whole thing is a circus. It so is. So you just got to play along. I, I, I think he's going to be tough, but I think that he needs to get tougher. I think that the Republicans play by a different set of rules than the Democrats do where, like, anything goes. Mm-hmm. And the Republicans are still trying to uphold the standard. Well, you know, we, we work for you, you all. We help run the government. So we have these standards and codes that we have to adhere to. But the problem is, is that the Democrats are dirty, sneaky, lying people. Mm-hmm. And not, I understand that goes on on both sides. But, I mean, seeing how it's played out now. Uh, I mean, Democrats are playing by their own set of dirty, sneaky rules. And until Republicans are ready to get down and dirty and fight back, then... Um, fight fire with fire Yeah, you have sometimes. to fight fire with fire, yeah. I mean, it's just like... The, it reminds me of every, like, superhero movie or, you know, where there's a criminal and they're hanging off the ledge and you know that if you save them, they're just going to pull you off or try to kill you after right that's what the democrats are doing they're hanging by a ledge and they're saying please help help and of course the republicans being the conservative heroes they are okay well maybe he's asking for help so i'll pull him up and then he pull him up and then he just sprays you in the eye or pulls you down or what have you that's you sometimes you just gotta let him go Yeah, I think for the good of the country, you know, you can't be afraid to fight, especially if that is, you know, your job. Mm -hmm. Um, I got to say, I love what Owen Schroeder did today. That was so cool. Yes. That he was just doing what we all were thinking. I didn't have the courage to do it when I sat in there. I thought about it. Yeah, he got escorted out because he basically started yelling out about how 
Um, this whole thing is a farce, and you guys are just mad because... You Trump, don't like him. <laughs> you don't like him, and he won, and Hillary didn't, and he got escorted out. And and he said a lot of things that we're all thinking, and then Nadler's just up there smiling and laughing, like, oh, he's crazy, what's that guy doing? I, I give him huge kudos for doing that, because that's the kind of things that we need, and that's what it's going to take i mean i talked about it the other day in a periscope y'all it takes five minutes to call these people Mm -hmm. five minutes out of your day it's just a recording and if we don't speak our voice it's going to be too late if we don't start being patriots of action and no let me clarify i don't mean anything illegal or violent Mm -hmm. if we don't be law-abiding patriots of action then we're going to lose our country and we've said it a lot on this podcast and until enough of us 500 of us can't save america right it's gonna take all everybody that voted for trump we're talking to you mm-hmm. it takes five minutes to call these people and is it will it make a difference it might is it do we need to have some marches yes do we need to vote people out definitely do we need to show up at the polls absolutely mm-hmm. but this is this is one little tiny thing that at least you can say you know what if the country goes to hell I tried. At least I tried this. Instead of sitting back and saying, oh, the polls are wrong and we're going to win anyways. So if you don't do anything, then don't expect something to happen. Right. So with that being said, call Nadler at 202-225-5635. Call Pelosi at 202-225-4965. folks just a little business to take care of before we go if you would like to support the podcast the easiest way to do that is just listen to the podcast just click listen and share you can also give us feedback at our number at 202-827-6020 either text or voicemail you can also check out our store on redhatchat.com store and we also have three ways to donate either through paypal patreon or directly on the website If you donate directly on the website and provide your name and address, we will send you a free Trump 2020 wristband. All right, folks. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.